0: Hello, welcome back to Adorned Podcast. This is episode 73, and today we are
1: studying Matthew chapter 4. Hi friends, and welcome to the Adorned Podcast. We're your hosts, Erin and Casey. We would love for you to come join us each week as we discuss what it means to be made beautiful by God's word. Whether you are a college student walking to class, a mom folding laundry during nap time, or a boss babe sitting in rush hour traffic, we hope that we can encourage and inspire you to pursue a deeper understanding of the Bible. Matthew chapter (laughs) 4. Aaron's doing some kind of weird (laughs) dance over there. Not sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So we ended last week on a high, right? Like coming off the Mm -hmm. baptism of Jesus. And like we mentioned, like we're not going to separate chapter three and chapter four so we're going to just continue straight from where we left off at chapter three which is jesus came out of the water that literally the last words of chapter three are in a voice from heaven said this is my beloved son with whom i am well pleased and yes we have a four and like a separation and a title that says temptation of jesus but just like for the sake of this podcast like pretend that that's not there because it's one sentence into the next
1: right and one uh verse one says, Then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Dun 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 <laughs> <laughs> So I just
0: there's already so much in this one verse. I feel like we say that all the time, but we're gonna like sit in this verse for a little bit and try to break it down because Personally, I feel like this verse is very confusing because we there's some truths that we know and we'll start with those truths. So one truth that we know as we're looking at this is that God or the spirit is not doing the tempting. Right. Like it says that very clearly. It says he was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And we know that from scripture. Right. Interpret scripture with scripture is is our motto <laughs> yes actually I didn't someone's get that from motto but we see in James 1 verse 13 it says let no man say when he is tempted I am tempted of God for God cannot be tempted with evil neither tempts he any man so we know that God is not doing the tempting so I think we have to kind of start there before we break down the rest of the verse because we don't want to fall into that thinking that he's Jesus is being tempted by God
1: because I mean it doesn't even really make any sense if you actually think about it yeah what else Yeah, you do break down? Oh, you're right. There's so much. Um, When I read this a few months ago, because like I said, I mean, we've been in Matthew for a while. Like we had all summer to mm-hmm. kind of just really sit in it. And so a few months ago when I was reading through this the first time I asked Jonathan, I was like, oh, this is so interesting. Like Jesus was just baptized mm-hmm. and then he's like immediately tempted. Mm-hmm. And then I read, um, verse two, which we'll get to in a minute, where it said after 40 days of fasting. Yeah. So he really went, he went from being baptized and then he was going to fast and then he was tempted. And then we see that he starts his ministry. So like, that's kind of the unfolding Mm -hmm. of events. So I'm like, okay, looking at baptism, fasting, temptation, ministry. And, um, I, I think that, Well, like I said, there's just so many things. Um, So (laughs) one place um, where I, my mind went to was James, again, there's so much in James, James 1, 2 to 3, it says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And then another place um, was Romans 5, 3 through 5, that says, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So those are just good reminders to me that like when we face temptation, when we face trials, when we face suffering, like those things are to build us up. Mm -hmm. And so I think about Jesus going through all of this right before he begins Mm -hmm. his ministry as a way for the father to just, um, to prepare him, Mm -hmm. you know, for what he's about to face in ministry. Because like we talked about on the last episode like ministry is not easy and so knowing that these things make you stronger and um build you in your faith then then that's when you when you think of it that way it's kind of a blessing Mm, in disguise mm -hmm. and like when people say that when you're in the middle of a trial and people are like oh you just wait it's gonna be a blessing like Jonathan actually said that to one of our friends and you might be listening if you're listening to this um he said that to one of our friends a few weeks ago, she was going through a hard time and she's, he's like, you might not see it now, but trust me, this is going to be a blessing. And I'm like, I hope that did not like her <laughs> so much because it's so frustrating, but it's so true. And it's biblical, mm-hmm. you know, God does, um, have you face these things to build that endurance to build that perseverance and hope and just all of that so I think that's a big part of what he's showing us here
0: yeah yeah I like what you're saying about the timing of it like the timeline of yes he was just baptized and there's this beautiful inauguration of his earthly ministry and then boom into fasting boom into trial and temptation and yeah I think this happens to us too if we if we like look back on seasons of our life and I think sometimes the enemy just like he knew with with Jesus and was tempting him then because he was about to make a big difference in the kingdom of God. And I feel like not to over spiritualize or like anything like that. But I think that happens to us a lot of times. Like when we're making a big impact for the kingdom, the enemy's going to want to try to distract us or stop us or discourage us so that we don't. And um, luckily Jesus is the true and better of all of us because he overcomes that temptation Mm -hmm. perfectly. But it's a good reminder for us, especially someone like me who's like, I'm a seven wing eight and eight is the challenger. So if someone's like, if I know like, Hey, I'm about to start this Bible study and I know, you know, it's going to affect people for the kingdom. And so I'm, I'm going to walk into this expecting some sort of spiritual warfare, spiritual warfare, Mm -hmm. discouragement, distraction, whatever that's going to look like, like it makes me like want to fight. Yeah. And so I think that's one thing we can really think about as we're looking through chapter four is. Um, it it gives us a, a like a biblical framework of how we are to handle temptation and trials, mm-hmm. um, knowing that they are coming like as doom and yeah, gloom as absolutely. that sounds like nobody makes it out of this earth without that. And so instead of just like my tendency of wanting to pretend like, no, nothing bad's ever going to happen, unicorns and rainbows. But knowing like, OK, if Jesus was tempted and tried and, you know, we can expect that same outcome for our life and having this example like we've talked about for like last week he identifies with us and he sets an example for us of how to handle these things as we face them which is really nice that they put this in the bible mm-hmm. because it really does help us to know what to do as we move forward
1: and face these these types of Thanks. Yeah. I mean, Matthew is such a practical book because we see this, we see, um, you know, we're about to go into the sermon on the Mount and Mm -hmm. the Beatitudes and then, and the Lord's prayer, which is just super helpful. And so I think so many times we overcomplicate things, Yeah. but if we look at the Bible, there are a lot of like, if you're like one of those like super structured people, like there's a lot of formulas in the Bible for kind of how to handle things. And so if you just look at it practically like that, like it is super helpful. What do you think, like, let's take
0: a second and talk about how, what this looks like in our own lives. Cause we obviously aren't going to, well, I can't speak for everybody, but I'm probably not going to be fasting in the wilderness for 40 days, like face to face with the enemy, like on the top of a mountain. So like, what what does it look like for you? Can you think of like an example of what this looks like for us to kind of be faced with a temptation or, or a trial and like, how do we move like from accepting that that's what this is and like walking in
1: Jesus's footsteps for me I think I think you're right I think it's so different for everybody and with with our different personalities um Satan kind of knows where to where to stick it to us in in other words but for me with his little like three prong yeah that's what I was thinking about actually (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) I think about when um, I am very easily and we talked about this a little bit last episode when I was talking about the fall season, but I'm very easily overwhelmed mm-hmm. and I get when I get busy, I kind of shut down. And I think Satan knows that. And so it's like, let's pile more onto Casey's plate. Let's make her phone, you know, go off with text messages all hours of the day with Pointless things. If (laughs) if you're texting me with good stuff, like keep texting me, but like (laughs) pointless things. And like, you know, just let's just pile so much on Casey's plate that she cannot focus. And then I end up just shutting down and um, not focusing on the important things, teaching my kids scripture, spending time in scripture myself, um, having those um, God-centered conversations with people, sharing the gospel with people. Like I'm so focused on the task at hand and Mm. checking off my list of things that I need to do and appearing like, um, the good mom at community day at CC, you know, Oh, I've read all my stuff. I've made sure my kids read all their stuff, Mm -hmm. like checking all those boxes versus living, um, for Christ. And so I think for me, that's one of those temptations is to fall into just the busyness and Mm -hmm. not set boundaries and not keep my priorities straight. And for example, today I had said at the beginning of the school year, I had said, okay, every every day we're having a set Bible time. Um, not just in our morning, like we do our catechism and stuff in the morning, not that like our own, this is your 15 to 20 minutes to study the Bible on your own. The kids go and do theirs. And I had said, I'm going to do it, too. Like, I'm not going to switch over laundry during this time. I'm not going to work on anything. I'm going to do it, too. What was I doing today? I was printing off podcast stuff. I was making lunch. I was Mm -hmm. doing all this stuff while the kids were reading their Bible. And so for me, that was a huge temptation. And I should have said, like, no, that stuff can wait. I'm going to focus on my Bible. But I didn't because I feel so busy right now. And so that's that's a temptation. And when you're talking about overcoming it, I think you just have to be aware. You have to be aware and you have to be disciplined to persevere in what you what you know is important
0: yeah so let's see then how jesus shows us how to handle those temptations right so you're saying your temptation is to feel overwhelmed so what should we do in those moments and jesus gives us a perfect um framework for how to do that so picking up um in verse (laughs) i forgot to put the verses again. here we go again verse verse two two, verse two. (laughs) okay and after fasting 40 days and 40 nights he was hungry uh yeah and the tempter came and said to him if you are the son of god command these stones to become loaves of bread but he answered it is written man shall not live on bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of god and you already know that verse because you memorized it last week
1: and Erin doesn't have that problem because she can't eat bread. So she knows <laughs> that she's not gonna live by bread alone. <laughs> but
0: man, can I relate to the uh he the was being hungry.
1: hungry. And I mean hungry.
0: Exactly. I can relate to that hangry situation. I mean, when I'm hungry, I'm like, oh man, I better not face any temptation right now because I'm not gonna be able to handle it. So I think just like humanizing it, right? Like right. we talked about before in other passages of Matthew, like we see the he this is showing us Jesus's humanity like we know that Jesus is fully God and fully man and we tend to lean towards one view of him mm-hmm. versus the other. Yeah, I tend to lean more towards his divinity and yeah. forget his humanity like when i read things like god was hungry like jesus was jesus hungry, hungry yeah. or jesus was tired or i'm like what like or
1: thinking of him like as a little boy that like falls and scrapes his knee and yeah. eating like yeah that's not crazy. my natural no, thinking of jesus yeah. so this is a
0: good reminder especially if you tend to think of just jesus and his divinity it's a good reminder like he felt hunger He was human. And so I I like that it starts with that. Like he seems obvious, but it says he He was was hungry. hungry. (laughs) So looking at this kind of framework, we see the enemy is coming and tempting Jesus. Like Casey said, like he knew he was hungry. So he specialized his temptation towards that, just like he does with us. Like Casey tends to feel overwhelmed. So then the enemy comes in with more more things to feel overwhelmed about. And so I love this because we look at how Jesus responds and instead of even like, instead of even entertaining the thought, right? I think that's the first thing we notice His immediate response is scripture, mm-hmm. which I love and just comes back to the point that we always make like, we need to know scripture. We need to have it stored in our hearts so we can use it to fight temptation. But just the fact that he doesn't even... Say, like, well, that's an interesting point you're making, devil. Let me think about that for a second. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, he doesn't even entertain entertain it. It's immediate. It's instant. And it's scripture. It's Mm God-breathed.
1: What else stands out to you from that? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I was listening to the Jen Wilkin teaching on this, and she said the question is, do you seek to glorify yourself or will you glorify your Father in heaven? That's ba- that's essentially the question that Satan was asking mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the Son always, 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 always gives glory to the Father. Uh, so I just thought that was a, yeah. a good reminder and a good reminder for how we should live too and a question that we can kind of ask um, ourselves throughout the day. Like, am I seeking to glorify myself right now? Or am I seeking to glorify my father in heaven? Yeah. That's um, really
0: good. Yeah. I think too, like to forward thinking forward a little bit, if you've read ahead, but, um, or if you just happen to know the Lord's prayer, which we'll talk about in the next couple chapters, but we see in the Lord's prayer where it says, give us this day, our daily bread. And so that's, you know, in our prayers, we're reminding ourselves like God is the one that provides for us and the enemy here is tempting him with making Jesus doubt like is God going to provide for you like is he going to be the one that gives you bread is he going to be the one that sustains you or Jesus maybe you should just provide for yourself and I think when I think about this like personally or about people I know I think it's a really big temptation for us like not just thinking about food not just thinking at surface level but taking a step back looking more from like a thousand foot view or whatever. Like what the enemy is saying here is, is God good? Will he do what he said he would do? Which is the same exact temptation he used on Adam and Eve. Yeah. And so just that reminder of like Jesus saying, no, God is who he says he is. God will do what he says he will do and he will provide. And, and reminding ourselves of that daily, if either through praying the Lord's prayer or whatever that looks like for us, but just remembering that God is the one who provides, whether that's like physical needs or, you know, spiritual or all of that. Like it's God's provision. It's not Jesus turning those stones to bread or it's not us doing X, Y, Z in order to make everything work. It's, it's God, it's in God's power. It's in his sovereignty. And so I think like trying to Take these individual temptations and like zoom out a little bit can help us and understand like how does this apply to me? Because like I said, like I don't think we're ever gonna think we can turn stones into bread, but (laughs) if we zoom out a little bit and think how does how what does this look like in my own life? It's reminding myself like God is my provider. And just like he provided manna for the Mm -hmm. Israelites, he's gonna do the same thing and provide what we what we need today. And speaking of the Israelites. I read this little side note and it said that the 40 days of fasting in the wilderness could be symbolic of Israel's 40 years in the wilderness Mm -hmm. and how it's making the point that Israel failed over and over yeah. and over again, giving into their hunger and giving into their sin, and yet Jesus' triumph over this sin and temptation is showing us that Jesus is the true and better Israel.
1: Yeah, I read that several places too. Yeah, I like good. that. And this theme of God being a provider has been like running like rampant in my life lately. And I actually almost got—I just got a tattoo on my wrist, and it says He is—to remind me of who God is. But I actually almost got Jehovah Jireh on my wrist. Oh yeah, um, which 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 means the Lord will provide because I have just seen that, um, so vividly in my life. And we're entering a season where I will need to be reminded of that continually. I mean, everybody needs to be reminded of that. So I liked that, that, um, Jesus himself was reminding Satan, like, no, God will provide for me. Like, yes, I am Jesus. And yes, I am divine, but, but no, like my father will provide. And I just, I love that reminder. Yeah, that's really good. That's good. Okay, so let's move on to the
0: second temptation.
1: So, then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test.
0: So again, we see kind of that same thread running through that thread of, is God really good? Can you really trust him? And I think every temptation that we face is going to come down to that ultimately. Yeah. Is God really good? Is he enough to give you patience? Is his, Mm -hmm. um, in this book, gospel fluency, he has a, a phrase that he says like, um, I'm gonna mess it up, but it's like, God is good and his work is sufficient. His word is good, and his work is sufficient, uh, applying to scripture, but also applying to Jesus as Mm -hmm. the word. So the word is good, and his work is sufficient, and just needing to rest in that, and remind yourself of that, for every temptation you face, you can just stop, like it's a super, just a super practical thing, like just stop, whether it's in the moment, you're trying to lose your patience, or getting overwhelmed, or being angry, or you know, (laughs) maybe something bigger like lust, or whatever it is, just really stopping and saying, God is good and his work is sufficient. Mm. I don't have to give into this temptation because God is sufficient, not because I have the willpower to say no to it, but because I have Holy Spirit in me who is sufficient Mm -hmm. for all of this. And so we see that same thread through this second temptation. Like, is he good? Can you trust him? And then how does Jesus respond? With scripture. (laughs) So I I heard this quote um, on a Piper podcast that had nothing to do with any of this it actually had to do with your kids being in church with you but anyways different topic but what he said don't uh, get me started <laughs> on that <laughs> let's go <laughs> but one of the things he said and this has really stuck out to me is you can't impart what you don't possess and so like, oh, like that he was specifically talking about to your children but I think like in this aspect it can be also for our children if we think about like Hey, if our kids see us in the moment facing a temptation and combating it with scripture, whether that's going to scripture, like if our kids see us go to our Bible or if they hear us recall scripture or sing a worship song or whatever that looks like, if they know that when we struggle, what we do is we go to the feet of Jesus. Like we're teaching our kids, hey, this is how you deal with temptation. This is how you deal with trials. This is how you say no to sin. It's not in your own power because you're not going to be able to do it. Like it's truly only through the power of the Holy spirit and like seeing very tangible ways of doing that has something that's been on my mind since yeah, I listened to that podcast is yes. praying out you know, prayers between you and God, but like I'll try and physically pray out loud so that my kids can see it. Or like if I'm getting frustrated and the day's not going well, like I'll stop and put on worship music and just like, Oh, mm. put my hands up and close my eyes and just like, I really want to show them like this is how you have to face these things because you will mm-hmm. face them like we talked yeah. about. And so just I think thinking of little practical ways that what that might look like for you when you face that temptation. And maybe it is just quoting scripture. If you have it, you know, right on the top of your head, maybe it's going to scripture, or whatever that looks like for you. But just really remembering Jesus. This is how he combated it mm-hmm. with scripture. Yeah, so that's
1: what we should do. Should be good enough for us. Should just like we talked enough. about in I think the intro episode, like. If these things are good enough right. for Jesus, like if this is how Jesus did things, if these are Jesus's words, then this is how we should strive to live too. So yeah, that's And good. I love that this particular scripture that he's quoting comes all the way back from
0: Deuteronomy 6 which if you know much about Deuteronomy 6, this is where the Shema is, which is the one of my favorite passages where it's talking about, um, you shall love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words that I command, you should be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by and when you lie down and when you rise. And it goes on. But the fact that the scripture he's quoting comes right after that passage just reiterates that point of like, This is what we're called to do. Mm -hmm. We're called to go to battle against temptation and we're called to do that with scripture and we're called to teach our children or whoever that is, whoever you're discipling, you're called to teach them to do that as Mm -hmm. well.
1: Yeah. So this was super convicting to me because at the end when he says you shall not put the Lord your God to to test Uh I was like oh man how many times in my life have I said God if you will just Mm -hmm. I will Mm -hmm. you know whatever it is and Jesus is saying here don't manipulate God like yeah we aren't supposed to do that like not only will it not work he's not just saying like that won't work he's saying don't do it yeah and that was super convicting to me because still in in my head and in my heart a lot of times I think I do that even if it's not like on purpose necessarily Lord if you let me find my keys so that I'm not like I will
0: tell someone about you today yes exactly (laughs) and it sounds so we don't think of it as being putting the Lord to the test right but yeah, you're not Is supposed that genie like, in a bottle.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to do that. And so that was that was convicting to yeah. me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point because I feel like I probably just read right over that, but that's a really good point.
1: <laughs> okay, so moving on, again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory and he said to him, All these I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. So it's really funny. The other day... (laughs) the girls were playing with uh, some of our friends
0: kids and they were just like I don't know playing princesses or something like that and one of the kids says like bow down and worship or bow down to me or something like that and I was like I don't bow down to anyone but God and I was like
1: yeah that's my girl (laughs)
0: it was just so funny because she like
1: took it so literally even though they were just playing
0: like princess and kings or whatever
1: (laughs) I was like okay we are studying medieval days in CC right now so you (laughs) never know
0: (laughs) that was just the first thing I I thought I was reading so this, funny. but
1: I think again, if we zoom out, we see that
0: same threat, right? God is God. Good. Is he mm-hmm. worthy? Yep. Can we trust him? Yeah. But even more specifically, I think th- this one, if we're looking at all three temptations and we're like, okay, which one kind of is affecting me the most or which one do, can I relate to the most or however you want to ask yourself that question. I think this is the one for me personally that I fall the most prey to is oh, pray to, <laughs> nah. dun, dun, dun. um, <laughs> Is that essentially what's happening here is the enemy is saying, worship me instead of God. Mm-hmm. And it, it might not look like that in our lives. Like we might not see that direct drastic difference. Like, oh, am I worshiping God or am I worshiping Satan? But anytime our eyes are off of Jesus and we're putting them on something, something else. else as more important, then that's what we're doing. And we were, were t- I was talking about this with my girls because we're going through... Um, some doctrine with them, a kid's doctrine book called Theology. And right now we're in the doctrine of sin, which is a really tough thing to deal with with kids um, because it's so much more heart than it is behavior. And so yes. to, when you're explaining mm-hmm. it to them, it sounds like just mm-hmm. behavior. And so it's really, it's a tough thing. But one of the things we were talking about was that how did sin begin? And it, it began with the enemy wanting to be God God. essentially. Mm -hmm. So he wanted to be worshiped. And so I think we don't necessarily always see that taking our eyes off of God as being worshiping the the enemy. Right. Right. But when I look at my own life and I think like, where am I spending my thoughts? Where am I spending my time? Where am I spending my money? Um, Like that kind of shows you what you're worshiping. And that might be your family which is a great thing your family is a wonderful gift from God it might be your job it might be your ministry it might mm-hmm. be it could be so many different th- wonderful things but when we stop and we look and we really ask ourselves like what am i worshipping and fighting that temptation is it really tough? Cause like f- for you, Casey, this is like something that I feel like you've, you've been really good at is like stopping and taking inventory. If I do this thing, if I add this thing to my schedule, mm-hmm. is that going to make me out of balance and, you know, make me worship what people think more than, or like for me as a seven, like if I just only do the fun things, <laughs> am I worshiping the fun? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. and that sounds really harsh and really drastic, but I think it's a good, reflection point to just ask yourself like if someone were to ask you no I worship God obviously but when we like stop and look at it like what
1: are we actually worshiping Mm -hmm. that's really good I do fall into that um what are other people thinking about me I it's it's this strange thing as a two because I want people to need me Mm -hmm. but then I get overwhelmed with the amount of people that need me and it's just this it's this vicious cycle and earlier when you were talking about Um, God's work being sufficient it just hit me that like his work isn't just sufficient for me but Mm. it is for everybody else Mm. too and as a two like I need to remind myself of that like I am not anybody's savior like I it's it's God like God is the one that um that sent his son and chooses who will be saved. Like, it's not me. It's not me. It's nothing I am doing. And that would, that's a huge reminder to me. Like that, that's powerful. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So
0: out of these, you know, kind of three different temptations that we've talked about, which one do you think
1: is like the biggest one for you? Hmm. Probably that last one. Mm -hmm. Um, the worshiping, you know, who, who do I worship? And, um, yeah, that's just super convicting. It's just hard. It's hard to, um, keep our eyes always focused on God and not on everything else around us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's really good. So I think if we're looking at how Jesus handles these temptations, we can kind of break it down to, I made this up, so this is not like solid or (laughs) anything like that. But I think it's helpful for me. Like, I like steps. I like very practical, okay, when I face temptation. Um, And we've talked about some like actual ways to do that of like going to scripture, praying out loud, listening, like that type of thing. But I think the first step is expecting it, expecting temptation so that we're not thrown by it. So expecting temptation and then not even entertaining the thought like we talked about at the very beginning. He just goes straight to combating it with scripture. So expect it, don't entertain it, and then use the word of God to battle. Um, Is you know, that part we're talking about where that's going to scripture, remembering scripture, praying, listening to worship music, whatever that looks like for you. And then the last one is just remembering that God is good and his work is sufficient. And I think that is where, not that you're going to obviously – win every time over temptation because that's, we're not Jesus, right? So that's not necessarily like the goal, but the goal is to train ourselves to become more like Jesus and to become more like Jesus. I think these steps will help us. So I'll just say it one more time. Expect temptation. Don't entertain it. Use the word of God and then remember that God is good and his work is sufficient.
1: Yeah. I love those steps. I feel like those are super, super practical. So I'm glad you shared with shared those with us. Um, So I think that we're going to go ahead and stop for today right here after the temptation of Jesus. You know, we talked about before that chapters were added in after the Bible was written. And so sometimes it makes more sense to kind of stop in different places. So we're going to stop right before Jesus begins his ministry. And um, so next week we will pick up at chapter four, verse 18, no, 412, chapter 4 verse 12 and so your memory verse for this week is
0: a nice short one it's chapter 5 verse 8 and it says blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see god a nice short one for you memorize with your kids listen to the seeds family song and uh, have some fun with that this week if you've enjoyed this episode please feel free to subscribe and leave a review on itunes and most importantly share with a friend
1: the beautiful music that you've heard on this episode today is by the incredibly talented Katie Pops.